G'day, Chris Walker here. I know it's about that time of the year when you'll be doing your goals, your visions, your inspirations and purposes for next year, for 2020. So I thought I'd run through this uh, very brief and, um, and quite fun slideshow so that you can um, make sure that you do do that process uh, really in a healthy way. I've probably by now sent you the outline structure for how to do your goals for 2020. But And if I haven't, please just go to the website, uh, chriswalker.com.au and look up the blog. You'll see the structure all there prepared for you. Usually a vision quest at the end of the year in any community around the world is done at high altitude. Now we don't have the freedom and the ability to jump on an aeroplane and helicopter ourselves up to the top of Mount Everest or Kalapatar where this photo was taken by me a few years ago. But we do need, we do have the opportunity to, to be in nature. And what I strongly recommend when you do your goals and you do your vision setting process is to step outside the house um, and get yourself uh, a nice shady spot if you live in Australia because it'll be hot and sunny. But anywhere else in the world, you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you may be freezing your butt off. So find a place that's at least conducive to some silence and some thinking, a place with a view, a place that's not going to be interrupted and sit there for a couple of hours to do this process. Look, as you go through life, people are going to say, it's over here, it's over here, it's over here. This is how you breed success in your life. But what we know is that you, there is a path and it's your path. It's your individual path. And that's why I believe life coaching is essential for any executive, any individual in the world wanting to achieve success in the, in the most trouble-free, in the most joyful, happy, heart-filled way. Because it just saves you time exploring the TED Talks, the podcasts, the innumerable books without a teacher. And what we've found and what we're finding more and more in the world is that people are learning, are self-learning. And self-learning is really a search to affirm, to confirm, to look for agreement with what we already think. However, a teacher's job is to support and challenge you along the path to make sure you stay on the path. When I asked people recently, what do they think <clears throat> the most powerful human quality could be? I asked over 200 people to uh, answer the question, what is the most powerful human quality? I got so many answers that I thought we could include this topic in, in goal setting. And the ability to set a goal becomes the most powerful human power because everything else is irrelevant if we don't have an ambition or a drive or a motive to do something for ourselves or for others in the world. It's very simple. Life can be simple. Set a goal and then solve problems along the way. And it becomes, it's really simple, but it can actually become quite complex because we don't have just one goal. We have goals that we don't even know we have. For example, to feel good, to be healthy, to make money is an obvious one and people will often make that their only goal. But to have romance and family and love and to have health and well-being and have success on top of all that, it can become quite complicated and some of these goals can contradict each other. 
Um, sometimes we don't even know that we have a goal until we lose it. We don't know what we've got till it's gone. And some people say, well, I don't have the goal to be necessarily healthy. But next thing you know, they get diagnosed with some illness. And, and, and then all of a sudden, illness, um, health becomes their number one priority. So in the process of setting goals, what I've created is, is a system that makes sure even the low-hanging fruit, even the things that you don't value um, as having, having are included in your goals so that you don't have to lose them to want to have them. This is a very important part of goal setting, quite often overlooked by people. Simple things are very important. I consider uh, the process of goal setting as is a process of putting money in the bank. But not only money can go in the bank, relationship time, health time, health energy, uh, spirituality, uh, money, uh, career, mental health. These things can all be, be elements of life that are uh, to most of us intangible. But in the reality of it, they can also be banked. And sometimes we need to have a little bit of health in the bank or relationship in the bank because things can, from time to time, go a little bit pickle on us. I think the most important thing when setting goals is to avoid goal contradictions. One part of us sets a goal, another part of it starts solving a problem for one goal. We change one thing and we cause ourselves to get confused. What goal, what are we actually driving for? Are we trying to solve problems or going for the goal? And all of a sudden, life becomes incredibly complicated and we become over flooded and say, I don't want to have goals anymore. Another aspect of goal setting is to be aware of internal conflicts. One part of you wants one thing, another part of you wants another. And next thing you know, you're living life with one foot on the accelerator and another foot on the brake, wanting to have peak performance and partnership at, at work, and yet wanting to have the best relationship that was ever on this planet, and not knowing how to um, prioritize either of them and work out your time management. This can be very confusing for people, and I find this something that we should spend a bit of time in goal setting to plan and avoid. What we don't want is to become flooded and give up on our goals. Another aspect, which is quite humorous, is this. The ability for us to get to the starting gate to start achieving something and then suddenly get frightened and put our foot on the brake. I find in the world of goal setting, people can write a goal on paper and head towards it, but all of a sudden there's a sense of sabotage or a sense of unworthiness that they blame on the company not promoting them or an opportunity went missing or their health didn't stand up to the pressure or they, didn't, they couldn't cope with the stress. And this is where fear Fear of the future, um, guilt of the past, where emotional blockages cause self-sabotage. So we have to make sure in the process of goal setting that we've cleared the deck and we've created for ourselves a clear template of our worthiness to achieve the goals we're setting. Just to be clear on all this, I've had many, many teachers and I've studied the, the art of living from many, many different people. I've studied it from Bhutanese women, nuns in the Himalayas of Bhutan, who really 
could teach the world so much about the joy of happiness with the simplicity of life. I've learned from First Nation people in Canada, the Mi'kmaq people at First Nation in Big Cove in Canada, who I worked with for five years. I've learned from the Chinese, where I launched my book Sacred Love, but what they did in China and being the genius commercial um, um, marketers that they are, they changed the book cover, as you can see here. And whereas in the West, with Sacred Love and launching it throughout television stations, I sold, I think, 20,000 copies. In China, it was in the hundreds of thousands, just by changing the book cover. I have no idea what it says, and I, because I can't read Mandarin, but it sold brilliantly well, and I got paid nothing for it in the end. Clever business. I've learnt from the Dalai Lama's teacher, a close friend of mine, Rinpoche from the Tengpoche Monastery in the Himalayas of Nepal. I've learnt from my mates, the monks. These, This, as you can see from my face, it was a long time ago this picture was taken. These monks are still up in the mountains and they're still my buddies. And we play soccer and uh, and volleyball together. And um, I, I confess to saying that some of these people are my best friends on earth. Um, yet we can't speak a single word of, of language. The joy of living and the truth of it all is, is just so much fun when you immerse yourself. So goals need to be, as they would say, very real. I've learned from having uh, my body collapse on me, and this is a, a, an image of um, uh, an MRI image of um, cortisone injection. The needle you see on the right is needling through my back into my vertebra to inject cortisone to help me walk at least temporarily before I had surgery to repair this. You see the white cords going through. That's my spinal column and you see where it's pinched. And I had three major surgeries over a period of five years to try and correct that. And now I can walk, swim, bike and run and enjoy life again. But there was a period where I couldn't. And the mental and emotional stress that that placed me under taught me so much about life. I wouldn't recommend it but it's a great teacher. Another one of my teachers is a Dr. John D. Martini. He and I worked together for 10 to 12 years. Um, I sponsored him into Australia to start bringing programs. I created his um, coaching program for his consultants around the world, and I ran many of his seminars throughout Canada. Um, John and I are great buddies, and um, I learned so much from this genius of a man. I learned from being on television programs, um, and not always to espouse the virtues of my work, but uh, always to get donations for charities that I loved. I've worked with young children who have absolutely nothing. In this image, these children are at war. The two boys are actually soldiers. The rest are um, parentless children who live in the jungle and who love to steal from us. Um, um, the, I think the top age of anyone in that group would be 12 or 13 years old. It's extremely sad. The two boys carry guns. My love of nature is a teacher as well. I've learnt as an ocean kayak racer. I've learnt as a uh, Himalayan explorer. I've learnt as a competitive sports person a lot about goal setting and life. I've learned from young people as I've traveled around the world and seen, worked with youth at risk. And I've certainly learned from my own children and my grandchildren. The Himalayas has been the, really what I call home of the teachings that I bring to the world. 
It's there that I test them as I go up hills and bring over 55 groups of people up into the Himalayas of Nepal. I test whether my learnings about goal setting and learnings about life are valid and I uh, explore them in real time with real people in really difficult situations to see whether they stand the test of time. I've got myself into emotional, spiritual, mental, financial, career, health, um, and and whatever has left mental um, disasters throughout my life. I really have faced um, the anvil of um, experience in a very strong way, and I've learned from everything that's taken place. I'm no angel. I've run retreats in Bali. I've run uh, 40 two retreats in some of the most magnificent places in Bali, uh, sometimes 10 days at a time. And I've learned from the people that I've immersed myself in these retreats with. As I said, I've taken people into the Himalayas. Not all of it was enjoyable. Not all of it um, was super fun. But every step of it was a learning experience for me. I've run retreats at Camp Eden, a health retreat in the north part of uh, New South Wales, lower Queensland. At Camp Eden Retreat, I used to bring business people, uh, independent business people in who were stressed off their face, most of them very wealthy. It was an expensive camp and we would run workshops and whatever outside. And I've argued strongly with these groups of people, but some of them, it's now 20 years later, are still very close friends and some of them are still clients. I've learned from people who I call enemies. These, this Chinese soldier was on the Great Wall of China where I was running a retreat. And uh, of course, at the time I was there, I was on my way to Tibet and um, China had annexed Tibet and he was part of a guard. But this man meant no evil. And again, I learned a massive amount from the Chinese and the Chinese people and the Chinese soldiers. It's been my mission throughout my life to walk my talk. So I set goals, I've lived goals, and I've failed in the process of doing it. I don't claim to be uh, Mr. Guru like Anthony Robbins. I don't claim, I just claim to be a realist. I claim that the, what I bring to people is the shortest, fastest path to achieving goals. Let's look about now very quickly exactly how we do that. The first thing... I'm not looking at just normal growth. I'm looking at extraordinary, massive human growth. And it's based on three layers of thinking. The first layer is getting our should-dos and our got-tos in order and fixed. This is a foundational piece for us. And, and this is what I call life control. The second level is getting our want-tos and our need-tos sorted out. This is the middle mind, the emotional mind. And I call this mind control. And getting that sorted out and getting it foundational and concrete and solid is really important. But finally, where the fun begins is in the process of manifestation. Now, we can just look at this in another really simple way. Mount Everest or any mountain in the world starts from the base, the got to, the foundational piece, the solid part of our life, the cellular brain, it moves to our shoulds our religious, our philosophical part. It moves to our need to uh, emotional center, uh, the reptilian brain, and it goes to the mammalian brain, the want-to part of our life. This is where Maslow said we've achieved our highest level of self-actualization. But he was wrong. We have desire to choose to and love to, where goals become inspiration rather than motivation. And this is where I'd like to take you in your goal-setting process.
So we have three levels of human power. Life mastery, mind control, and leadership control. And I'm going to go through these three levels in this video right now. Life mastery, mind control, and leadership control. Here we go. Life mastery, the purpose of life mastery, a happy life. And I believe that when you go to work looking for um, the higher levels of human achievement and you're building that um, ambition on an unhappy life outside of work, then it's doomed to fail. The, um, the perfect model of this is the witnessing of a ship at sea and people are, are adrift in their life and yet they're hoping their career can consolidate and stabilize them. Their relationships are not functioning, their kids are up uh, um, in, in trauma, their um, mortgage is up to their neck and they're trying to get work to feed that to feed firstly their ego, secondly their finances, thirdly their mental health, fourthly their health. They're trying to feed themselves through their work. And I think this is a complete inversion of the way real success is built. So life is a roller coaster. We know it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And if we don't have the ability to stabilize this roller coaster, we are going to be at work in all sorts of trouble. So the first two steps of life coaching and goal setting is to build the bottom two layers of this foundation. The first two steps are the got to's and the should's. To build those steps, we must look at life holistically. There are seven areas of life. And when we build those seven areas of life strongly, we don't leave any goals, um, we don't leave any areas of our life up to chance. We have valuation of the seven elements of life that make balance appear. The one thing that people often do is they end up um, uh, solving problems in one area of life that cause problems in another area of life. And this is what goal setting must avoid. I created the seven step holistic goal setting process and I've applied it in businesses in personal lives for 35 years. I know this thing helps sometimes it's trivial but it helps people value what they've got and if we appreciate what we've got we don't lose it if we don't appreciate what we've got we depreciate it and we lose it till we value it so it's very important in goal setting to include all seven areas of life even if some of the goals for those areas seem to be trivial or unimportant or obvious so we create this, the life balance process, seven areas of life, seven areas of balance. We don't use relationship to balance work. We don't lose social life to balance mental health. We don't use spiritual to balance our stress. We don't use financial to balance our emotions. We balance ourselves in each of the seven areas of life. A balanced person is balanced in each seven of the seven areas of life, not balanced by them. This is an important part of your goal setting and why I believe the seven dimensional goal setting process is critical to all people who want stability at the base, at the foundation piece of their life pyramid. The second level, as you may remember, is called mind control. Mind control is the second step and I'd like to take you through that quickly now. We're learning to focus in mind control and control our emotions. Life control has seven, um, uh, seven steps. They, and 
And the purpose of those seven steps is to make sure your mind is not distracted by things that are unimportant. So I'm going to take you through those seven steps. Discard, letting go of the past, letting go of emotion. Daily process helps you turn up at home, helps you turn up at work. Cellular, really critical to the mind is physical health, physical well-being. Thirdly, environment. Change the environment, change the person. Mind, making sure your values are on target. Um, vision, inspiration and purpose, having a clear vision of the future so your heart stays open. And finally, self-talk, one of the single most ignored but most important elements of mind control in the world. So you're going to work hard. You're going to have relationships and intimacy and love and you're going to need an inner compass. So let me take you through the mind control steps that help you create those. The first thing is discard. There is always a gap and there's always going to be a gap between what you've got and what you want. If that gap becomes traumatic or you lose hope of getting it, you become depressed. So to, to avoid depression, to avoid emotional charged work, to avoid, to avoid uh, projecting our feelings and emotions on others and to avoid being run by our feelings, we must learn how to discard an emotion, to close the gap as it were between what we've got and what we want. Now there are many things that affect this. This is my happy family. This is my beautiful, beautiful, loving, happy family with my dad and my mum and my sister, my younger brother and me sitting on dad's knee. Uh, one week after this photo was taken, my mother was dead. So a lot of things come to impact the gap between what we've got and what we want and what we believe about that gap and, and it digs into our emotional core. And until we reconcile some of these emotional um, uh, wounds, we cannot close the gap and we, we remain emotionally uh, vague and emotionally um, disturbed, as it were, in our pursuits. We, we are compensating or overcompensating for things. We're overcooking it or undercooking it. We are fearful or we are guilty. And to clear those up just completely opens up a whole new platform of living. We all want great relationships with our partner and our partner has values and we need to negotiate this journey with our partner into the future. This is called the discard process, learning to let go, learning to manage our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts at a very uh, instantaneous and day-to-day -day, uh, uh, level. It's called by Eckhart Tolle being in the now. The second level is health. Garbage in, garbage out. What you think, what you think about, you bring about. Your health is as critical to your mental strength as anything on earth. Your health and your exercise program is your mental health. And the solution to 99.999% of mental health problems can be found in the biology and physiology of the body. The next one is the environment. We are global citizens. We live in a magnificent world. We live on a planet with green and water and love and consciousness and, and truth and friendship. And yet we can see things from the dark side if we're surrounded by them. If you take a person and tell them day after day that they're stupid, they become stupid. If you put a person in a jail, they will eventually have some of the salt from other people rub off on them. If you put them in a magnificent, inspiring environment, those people will grow. 
You are responsible for the environment you create. We are, in fact, the environment we create around us, and that impacts our children, our family. These things must be registered in our goal list. Otherwise, we're setting ourselves up for failure. On a daily basis, we have a chance to be happier, better, faster. These are the three, what I, what I think are three values-based dimensions of our life. And when you create your goals and when we sit down and I coach you through your goals, I'll be working with you to help you understand the linkage process, the values-based process to make sure that your values and your goals and your process are aligned. So every single time you go a step closer to a goal, you get happier, you feel better and you get there faster. The next step of this process is your vision, inspiration and purpose. And we need to, on a daily basis, respect the interaction between the inspiration of the now, the vision of the future, and the purpose, which is the big why we are doing all this. Finally, mental strength comes from one of the greatest acronyms I've ever come across, and that's the acronym of GIVE. Gratitude for life, inspiration and to inspire others, vision to lead others with vision and communicate that vision clearly and e enthusiasm for change these three things can transform the self-talk that we have which is the final phase of mental um, mind control mental strength mind control with that the third layer opens up the third layer of graduated learning of growing your life, of inspiring yourself, of staying on track, achieving success and having a great life is leadership control. It's where the absolute fun of life begins. And so much is written about leadership control, but it's very rarely written on the platform of life control, mind control leading to leadership control. Too many people throw themselves at the leadership job without having a happy life outside of work and without having the ability on a daily basis to manage their mind and emotions and their visions. So we've built a platform here and we're up to the last two steps in this presentation. The fun begins with leadership. We create a, a goal-based leadership and you have the forms with you to be, which is life control, to do, which is mind control, to have, which is where the fun begins, and finally it leads to others, to be a great leader and to give the gift of life to other people in the world. There are some requisites for the fun to begin. Firstly, you have to believe it. You have to believe in what you've written as a goal. You have to believe that you are capable. You have to believe in what you've written. Second thing, you have to be able to convince other people that the goal you have is doable and that they should participate. This is called engagement, communication. Finally, the third and most uh, the third step is the promise, what you're guaranteeing yourself you'll do if you get there. And finally, you must believe in the process. And in some cases, that's me, the coach. But you must believe that if you follow a certain process, step by step, you got to, you will get to where you want to go. And this is called the trust. So in all healing, in all leadership, there are three primary, you can see there the promise is very small, a part of the percentage. 
You, there are three important ingredients. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to see it before you believe it. You have to believe it before you see it. Second part, others have to believe in you. They Others have to believe that you can do it. That is the second most important thing. It's nearly as important as you believing you can do it. And finally, the process must be transparent and everybody, both you and others, must believe that the process is going to work. So we create a, a manifestation process. It's a sequence of um, thoughts and sequence of actions that will lead to goal achievement. And I'm going to take you through that once you've written your goals in a be-do-have sequence. We want to create, at the end of the day, certainty at work. We want to be able to do what McKinsey called the 7S framework, but we want to do it organically based on nature without so much uh, intellect. We want to base it on nature, the five laws of nature. It's very simple. We know that there's a holistic base to life. We know that people grow at the border of support and challenge. The masculine and feminine must, within us all must be evenly balanced. The third is nothing is missing. We are abundant. We must know we're abundant. We must be successful to breed success. The next is that everything in life is a vibration, as a harmony. We need to know how to mind control in order to change the harmony, to change the environment, to change the structure of our thought. And finally, we know that life is hierarchical, that there is the one leading purpose we have, the many goals that we have, the visions that we have, the many goals that we have, and finally to bring them at a got to, should do level into habits on a daily basis. This is Chris. I hope you enjoy your goal setting process and I hope this video has given you some more insight, more motivation, more inspiration to do the job with a great deal of joy and fun out in the garden for a couple of hours over the weekend. Bye for now.